بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وأصلي وأسلم على المبعوث رحمة للعالمين نبينا وحبيبنا ومولانا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن اهتدى بهديه واقتدى بسنته إلى يوم الدين أما بعد فقد قال جل وعلا في القرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إنما المؤمنون إخوة فأصلحوا بين أخويكم واتقوا الله لعلكم ترحمون وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم إن ابني هذا سيد ولعل الله أن يصلح به بين فئتين عظيمتين من المسلمين صدق الله مولانا العظيم وصدق رسوله النبي الكريم ونحن على ذلك لمن الشاهدين والشاكرين والحمد لله رب العالمين Respected Ulama Allah's brothers in Islam we begin with the praises of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We glorify, we praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that is best suited to the shan and the that of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala within our capability, though we are ourselves weak. Allah has given us the opportunity, the ability to praise Him, worship Him and, and take the name of the great name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala thereby earning the reward and the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We then make dua to Allah ta'ala. We make dua for His assistance, His help. Nasta'een, nastaghfir. We seek His forgiveness. And we put our trust, tawakkul, and our reliance on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Thereafter we send peace, blessings and salutations upon our noble master Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam His blessed family, the Ahlul Bayt And the, trust, the beloved companions of Rasul Ipaq sallallahu alayhi wa sallam The illustrious galaxy of Sahaba Ikram radiallahu anhum Sahaba, it is in narration, one narration comes that the Sahaba were, uh, the comparison of the Sahaba is like that of the guide of stars, guiding stars. In that narration, it is said that if you follow a Sahabi, the mannerism, the character, the deen that they've brought, the teachings of the Sahaba radiallahu anhum, and if you follow them, Practicing upon the teachings of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa as shown to us by Sahaba, practicing on the teachings of the Quran Kareem and the Sunnah of Rasul Ipaq sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then inshallah you will be on guidance and you will not be led astray. Allah will take you, keep you on guidance, and we make dua to Allah ta'ala that He keep us on guidance, let our love, live our lives with guidance, that inshallah we will pass away with this guidance and hidayat and be resurrected on the day of Qiyamah amongst the noble companions and those illustrious companions with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam on the day of Qiyamah. Ameen. The verse that I have recited, إِنَّمَا الْمُؤْمِنُونَ إِخْوَةٌ فَأَسْلِحُوا بَيْنَ أَخَوَيْكُمْ وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ لَعَلَّكُمْ تُرْحَمُونَ The believers are brethren. They are brothers to each other. They are one united force. And this verse indicates to us that the Ummah 
a Muslim, a person with Iman, a person with Iman in their heart, a follower of the Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah, a person of deen, people who make this part of the Ummah, those that remain united. Allah Ta'ala loves the Ummah as a united force. And we look back into history and we trace the history of unity right at the beginning from the onset of deen when Islam emerged and Rasulullah came with the message of deen, with the message of La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah. Then those that followed him from the early Muslims to the people of Badr, to the, the, the Muhajireen, to the Ansar, to the to the the Ashabul Badr, the people of the the, the the Mujahideen of Badr, to the Mujahideen of Uhud, to every Sahabi one hundred and twenty-four thousand, the Ummah at that stage was a united force, and for over a, quite a number of years, perhaps even centuries, as long as the Ummah remained united, Allah Taala's Nusra help and assistance was with the Ummah. Unity was an essential part of deen, of this ummah. And we read about the Sahaba radiallahu anhum in this manner And the topic of tonight is to talk about this Sahaba, of what qualities they possessed, and the, the deen and the sacrifice they had made for the deen of Islam. There are many Sahaba we can, that needs to be profiled, that needs to be spoken about. But because of time, we only focus on Sahaba that will continuously be a reminder to us. But this not, should not be the end. We should take the opportunity as often as possible to read the lives of Sahaba radiallahu anhum, the qualities that they possessed, the efforts and the sacrifices they had made to, to, to preserve deen, to preserve this ummah on deen, to keep this ummah alive, that Till the day of Qiyamah, this, this deen of Islam will remain eternal right up until the day of Qiyamah. There are so many qualities of Sahaba. One narration comes in the narration of Sayyidina Abdullah bin Mas'ud. In, some, in another narration, the narrator is Sayyidina Abdullah bin Umar radiallahu anhuma. That he mentioned, they mention, Man kana mustannan falyastanna biman qad mata. That if you want to follow the people of the past, if you want to follow the legacy of the people of the past, or you want to follow a legacy, follow the legacy of the people of the past. The follow the legacy that was left behind by the Sahaba Ikram radiallahu anhum. Then he mentions qualities of Sahaba. They had the purest of hearts, they had clean hearts. That was what kept that unity with them. They had great and deep knowledge. They were not pretentious at all. They had no agendas. They had clean hearts. They were together and united. They spoke what was necessary. They spoke the truth. They never shied away from speaking the truth. They remained on deen and upon deen. أختارهم الله لصحبة نبيه ولإقامة دينه الله تبارك وتعالى had chosen them for the establishment of the deen of Islam 
and for the suhbat and the companionship of his Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And we sit today because of these words that recognize them, fa'arifuhum, recognize them, recognize their merits, follow them, imitate them, practice what they taught, practice upon their teachings, فَإِنَّهُمْ عَلَىٰ هُدَلِّ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ They are those whom Allah had blessed them with deen, guidance, and they are on the straight path. In tonight's lecture, or tonight's program, inshallah, we will be profiling the life of Sayyidina Hassan bin Ali radiallahu anhuma, the noble and blessed grandson of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And as it is mentioned that this was a sahabi, or this beautiful grandson of Rasulullah sallallahu was known to be an ambassador of truth and an ambassador of unity. At a time when the ummah was facing challenges, strife, civil war, um, and fighting amongst themselves, when the ummah was coming on the brink of dissension and was about to be split, this Sahabi, for the sake of deen, to preserve deen, to ensure the deen remains strong and the ummah remains united, played a forefront and an important role in keeping the unity of this ummah. Inshallah, in this few minutes, we will be discussing the life of Sayyidina Hassan bin Ali. Often when we go to Madrasa, or maybe perhaps our children who have been to Madrasa, and often when we speak after the seerah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa and what we've always learned, that after the seerah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa we then often begin with the study of the Khulafa al-Rashidun, the rightly guided Khulafa. And often our books will always tell us that there were four. However, in reality, based on a hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa where khilafat would last for 30 years. And we'll go into this little as we go along. In reality, it came to five khulafa. Sayyidina Abu Bakr was the first of the khulafa. Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu. Sayyidina Uthman bin Affan radiallahu anhu. Then Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu. And thereafter Sayyidina Ali was Sayyidina Hassan radiallahu anhu. Although Sayyidina Hassan radiallahu anhu's khilafah didn't last as long as his predecessors and the previous khulafa, he is noted as being amongst the khulafa al-rashidun. And we need to remember and bear this in mind. We need to be aware of also secondly, that in, for history, for the past perhaps 14 centuries, in just the, this period of 14 centuries, we are not talking about what is happening in the current situation. We are looking at how the Ummah, unfortunately, in this time and in this age especially, that the Ummah is being uh, manipulated by certain groups, certain individuals, or certain uh, firaq, certain, uh, certain groups who come with their agendas and misconstruing and changing and manipulating events of history to suit their agendas. And then in, as a result, they break away from the teachings of the deen of Islam. The Shia al-Rawafidah, those that cause split in this ummah, they with their filth or rather with their poisonous ideology and beliefs, unfortunately with the onset of media, 
with what our with with the with Google and with media, the messages of of these ideas has become open. It's a free for all society, a liberal society that we live in, and because of this liberal society, and unfortunately with a liberal and what we say a democratic society, there's always this call for unity. We must unite with those who have actually grudges with Sahaba. And Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told us, إِذَا رَأَيْتُمُ الَّذِينَ يَصُبُّونَ أَصْحَابِي فَقُلْ لَعْنَةُ اللَّهِ عَلَى شَرِّكُمْ That if you have to see or hear someone cursing the Sahaba, swearing the Sahaba, speaking ill of the Sahaba, فَقُلْ لَعْنَةُ اللَّهِ This is an Amr of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, a command of the, of, of the Nabi of Allah. And this is in, 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 uh, in Jami' al-Tirmidhi. This hadith appears in Jami' al-Tirmidhi. Do not then tell that person, may Allah's curse be upon you. May Allah curse you. So with this year, how often these ideas are portrayed in the wrong light and we are being exposed to this. If we are not aware of the, of the fadail of Sahaba and the true events that come from authentic sources written by, one of the, by, by some of the most or recorded and preserved by some of the most respected, pious, religious, deen-dar, pious ulama who took their efforts in preserving the deen, then how is it that we are going to be able to survive in this society if we are not aware of it? So therefore, this is the reason for this arrangement of for these programs to understand the virtues and the merits of the Sahaba radiallahu anhu. In terms of Sayyidina Hassan radiallahu anhu, the hadith we mentioned here, Sayyidina Hassan radiallahu anhu was on, on one occasion, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa was sitting on the member, on the pulpit, and Hassan bin Ali radiallahu anhu was sitting beside him. At times, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa would glance towards the audience, and at times towards Sayyidina Hassan radiallahu anhu. Then Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa announced, this grandson, the son, this grandson of mine is a leader, a Sayyid. And Allah will use him to reconcile two major groups of the Muslims and bring unity to the Ummah. As a result, Sayyidina Abu Hurairah reports that Rasulullah supplicated regarding Sayyidina Hassan radiallahu anhu, Oh Allah, I love him, so you also love him and love the one who loves him. With looking at the life of Sayyidina Hassan, we begin with the noble lineage the birth and the upbringing of Sayyidina Hassan bin Ali radiallahu anhu. His laqab, his uh, title or his forename was uh, Abu Muhammad, the father of Muhammad. And his name was Hassan bin Ali bin Abi Talib bin Abdul Muttalib bin Hashim bin Abdi Manaf al-Hashimi al-Qurayshi. <coughs> he was the grandson of Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and the fifth of amongst the Khulafa al-Rashidun, the fifth of the rightly, rightly guided Khulafa. On one occasion, Sayyidina Mu'awah was hosting a gathering of many great and prominent Sahaba. Sayyidina Mu'awah then asked, who is the noblest of people in terms of, their fa- in terms of his father, his mother, grandfather, grandmother, maternal uncle, maternal aunt, Paternal uncle and paternal aunt. A Sahabi Nu'man bin Abi Ibn al-Ajlan stood up and took Sayyidina Hassan radiallahu anhu by the hand and said, 
this man. His father was Sayyidina Ali, his mother was Fatima, his grandfather is Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. His grandmother is Khadija radiallahu anha. His paternal uncle is Ja'far radiallahu anhu. His maternal, his paternal aunt is Umm Hani. His maternal uncle is Qasim. And his maternal aunt is Zainab. This shows the noble lineage of Sayyidina Hassan bin Ali radiallahu anhu. Sayyidina Hassan radiallahu anhu was born in the month of Ramadan in the, in the year 3 AH in Madinatul Munawwara. And as a grandparent will always show and express the joy at the birth of a grandchild, Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, his joy expressed was shows no bounds at the birth of the grandson. This was amongst his first, the first grandson of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam called out the adhan in his blessed and little ears in the ears of this bundle of joy for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. After seven days, on the seventh day after his birth, Sayyidatina Fatima radiallahu anha shaved the, the, the hair of Sayyidina Hassan and gave the equivalent of the hair in silver as charity. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa applied ithar to the infant's head with his blessed hands. And one or two uh, sheep or rams were sacrificed for him as aqiqah and the circumcision took place with the presence of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Initially, Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu wanted to give him the name Harb. In, liter- in its literal terms, Harb means war. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, however, disagreed with the name and rather chose the name of Hassan, which means in Arabic something which is beautiful. This honor of keeping the name or rather choosing this name and a noble name indicates to the, that what type of qualities a person would possess in this way here. And this is how often we should be taking, uh, naming by giving the names of sahab, of these great sahaba, beautiful names. Inshallah, the blessings of these names will fall onto our children. And inshallah, we make dua that Allah Ta'ala bless our own children with the qualities of the names that we've given to our children. Rasulullah Hassan radiallahu was fortunate to live in the com- close company of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. At a young and tender age, he took bay'ah, pledge of allegiance to Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and this was often not a practice amongst the the minors, amongst the ch- small ones, the young ones. However, he was given this privilege by Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam in this honor. He then he stayed in the company and tutorship of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And this molded the personality and, the, and, this, and this contributed to the upbringing of his, of his in his childhood. On one occasion, Sayyidina Sa'ad bin Abi Waqas reports, I entered the presence of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam while Sayyidina Hassan and Hussein were playing on his stomach. I asked, O oh, Messenger of Allah, do you love them? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam replied, Why should I not, not love them when they are my fragrant, fragrant flowers? Once during one of the Isha in the evening prayers, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa performed a lengthy sujood. When Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa completed the salah, the people asked, O oh, Messenger of Allah, you performed an awkwardly lengthy sujood during, salah, during that salah. 
We thought that something might have occurred or that a revelation had occurred or descended upon you. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam answered, none of this occurred. However, my grandson Sayyidina Hassan climbed upon me and I disliked hurrying him up before he was finished. This was the loving and compassionate attitude that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam showed towards his beloved grandsons. Sayyidina Hassan and Sayyidina Hussein radiallahu anhu and we learn from this that this is how we must nurture our children like the way Rasulullah nurtured his, his blessed grandsons with love, care and compassion that will inshallah imbibe them with the love of deen and make them strong and a strong fortress for the deen of Islam. His Terms, in terms of his physical characteristics, Sayyidina Hassan radiallahu anhu was a handsome, handsome young youth with a reddish white complexion and wide black eyes. He had flat cheeks and a thick beard. He had large joints and broad shoulders. He was neither tall nor short. He was one of the most handsome amongst the people with curly hair and a handsome body. Sayyidina Anas radiallahu anhu affirmed that there was no one who resembled Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam more than Sayyidina Hassan bin Ali radiallahu anhu. Sayyidina Fatima radiallahu anha would on some occasions toss Sayyidina like how we toss our small babies or sometimes our small infants into the air. Sayyidina Fatima radiallahu anha would toss lovingly Sayyidina Hassan radiallahu anhu and say, by my father, he resembles the Nabi of Allah and not my husband Ali. In terms of his knowledge, he spent a great deal, approximately seven years of his life in the company of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and learned important lessons from him. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam nurtured him in this manner. Here. On one occasion, Sayyidina Hassan radiallahu anhu took a gate which was from Sadaqah and as a result, he put it into his mouth like how a small child would do. Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam instructed him to spit it out. And told him that we, the Ahlul Bayt, the family of Rasulullah sallallahu are not allowed to consume anything of sadaqah and not allowed to eat anything from sadaqah. This showed that Nabi sallallahu played an important role in nurturing this young child from that small age. In this way, yeah, we must also play an active role, like how Rasulullah played an active role in nurturing these young ones. We too have to play an important role in nurturing our children, protecting them and cultivating within them firstly the love of the deen of Islam, the love of Allah, the love of the sunnah of Rasulullah, the love for Rasulullah, the love for Sahaba Ikram radiallahu anhum and protect them and make dua for them to protect them from any of the mischief and, con and, the, and the fitnas of today's time. In terms of his forbearance, his humility, his contentment and modesty, there are many things that we will that could be spoken about, but due to time, we'll just mention a few aspects in terms of the humility of Sayyidina Hassan radiallahu anhu. He passed by a group of destitute people who were eating little food that they had. They had requested him to join in their meal. He then joined them commenting, Allah does not love those who are proud. After sharing the meal with them, he invited them to his own home where he fed them, clothed them and bestowed gifts upon them. Allah Ta'ala then declared that And those and the faithful servants of Ar-Rahman, the most gracious, are those who walk on this earth with humility. And this tells us of the humility 
and contentment of Sayyidina Hassan radiallahu anhum. In terms of a hadith in his, in, that mentioned his merits, one of the hadith mentions by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa that on one occasion Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa made dua regarding Sayyidina Hassan radiallahu anhu that, Oh Allah, I certainly love him, so you love him and love the one who loves him. Thus, so that when we love the Sahaba Ikram, it will earn the stwa of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa and thereby earn the love of Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa further mentioned or announced that whoever loves Hassan and Hussein has indeed loved me and whoever hates them has indeed shown the hatred for me. In terms of the Sahaba radiallahu anhum and their love for the Ahlul Bayt and for the family of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa unfortunately in today one of the areas which the Shia, the Rawafid give the idea that between there was animosity between Sahaba and the family of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa This is a misconstrued idea based on their own ideas rather than from authentic sources. In terms of what we see that between the Khulafa those of Abu Bakr, Umar, Uthman and Ali, we know that they had great love for Rasulullah and for the family of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa in the period of time of Sayyidina Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu, upon the demise of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Hassan radiallahu anhu was only seven years old. He was still a young boy during the Khilafat of Sayyidina Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu. And Sayyidina Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu's Khilafat only lasted for approximately two years. He was not involved in, as a young, as a minor, he would not be involved with matters of the Ummah and matters of the state in the Islamic state. And the Ummah at that time, because of his age, However, Sayyidina Abu Bakr would honor him, revere him, display kindness towards him, and love him, and prepared to sacrifice his life for him. A few days after the demise of Rasulullah on one occasion, after leading the Salatul Asr, Sayyidina Abu Bakr exited from the masjid with Sayyidina Ali. Abu Bakr spotted Sayyidina Hassan playing with some boys. And so he picked him up and carried him on his shoulder, observing he is a replica of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa but does not resemble his father Ali in the least. Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu laughed at his amusing remark. Clearly this, this, from this year we see the loving relationship between Sayyidina Ali, Sayyidina Abu Bakr and Sayyidina Hassan radiallahu anhu. Sayyidina Hassan radiallahu anhu was influenced intensely in the life of by the life of Sayyidina Abu Bakr radiallahu and thus named him one of his sons Abu Bakr. One of the names of one of the sons of Hassan radiallahu was Abu Bakr. And then when the, the, the Khilafat of Umar radiallahu occurred, Sayyidina Hassan radiallahu had just then entered into his teens and then again due to his young and tender age he did not take part in the affairs of the Ummah at that time. Again, we find that Sayyidina Umar then too still showed great, desire, great reverence and love for this grandson of Rasulullah Wasallam. Sayyidina Umar would give Sayyidina Hassan 1,000 dirhams, silver coins. Which he, and while in that process, he would only give his own son Abdullah bin Umar, Abdullah bin Umar only 500 dirhams. This shows that he preferred the grandson of Rasulullah over his own family. A few, on, on one occasion, Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu, what he said, that Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu was Sayyidina Hassan's brother-in-law. 
This came after Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu married the sister of Sayyidina Hassan radiallahu anha radiallahu anhu Sayyidina Ummi Kulthum. This is unfortunately one of the other aspects in which the Shia or the Rawafidah mentioned because of this year it was as though it was forced by Umar radiallahu And this is a misconstrued idea. Sayyidina Hassan radiallahu anhu had great admiration for Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu to that extent that he also named one of his sons Umar as well. After the demise of Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu, then the Khilafat of Sayyidina Uthman occurred. By the time Sayyidina Uthman radiallahu anhu became the Khalifa, Hassan radiallahu anhu was at the pinnacle of youth. In the 27th year after Hijrah, Sayyidina Uthman consulted with the Sahaba and dispatched them towards parts of the Muslim world like Tripoli and Northwest Africa. Sayyidina Hassan radiallahu anhu joined this campaign with Sayyidina Hussein radiallahu anhu and after a remarkable victory, Sayyidina Hassan radiallahu anhu returned to the capital of the Khilafah filled with joy. However, it is unfortunate that during the Khilafat, when the first onset signs of dissension took place, and again this was due to the fact that there were hypocrites, people, Jews like Abdullah bin Sabah and others who were his followers, who later on would become what is known as the Rawafid and the Shia, who created this image of dissension, who created this political dissension, splitting the Ummah in this way here, which eventually resulted in the martyrdom and the shahada of Sayyidina Uthman radiallahu anhu. However, in that period of time, when Hazrat Uthman radiallahu anhu was confined to his home, not being allowed to leave his home because of the rebellious attitude and the rebellions or the, 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 those who were under the impression of followers of, this, of these hypocrites, because of this year, Sayyidina Uthman radiallahu anhu was unable to leave his home. Sayyidina Hassan radiallahu anhu would be in that company of Sayyidina Uthman radiallahu anhu. And he would tell Sayyidina Uthman radiallahu anhu that, Oh Amir al-Mu'mineen, whatever you command, I will carry it out for you. If you want me, I will fight, I will fight these people even. I will take them. I will fight against them. Sayyidina Uthman radiallahu anhu said, Wait until the decree of Allah would pass. He would not... He would not, even in that condition, ask anyone to fight for those reasons. This shows that how much love, that the that how much mutual love there was between the Sahaba Ikram and the Ahlul Bayt of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. After the shahadat of Sayyidina Uthman radiallahu anhu, then Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu became the Khalifa. The father, his father, Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu. It is by, by the selection of Sahaba radiallahu anhum, not as the, Shaw, as the Shia and the Rawafidah give the impression that Khilafat does not occur, rather Imamat. What is Imamat? It is a concept within Shiism that is where the leadership after the demise of Rasulullah was given through divine appointment, what was given through divine decree. This we know is an unfo- this unfortunately is a belief which is goes against the teachings of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi because had Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam done it, he would have done it in his own lifetime. Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam did not make this decree. However, the Shia make this idea and pass down this idea of Imam that there are twelve infallible Imams who have what is known as in- who are infallible ma'asum and appointed by divine ordinance by Allah and Rasulullah. 
through some idea of this year they are pre- presenting these ideas that in this way year every sahabi who didn't approve or who did not follow this concept of imama it is because of this year that the shia have declared decreed that every sahabi besides a few are actually out of the fold of islam this is against the teachings of Rasulullah the teachings of the Quran Kareem. When Allah Ta'ala tells us about Sahaba is Radiallahu Anhum Allah tells us, I am pleased with the Sahaba. How is it that people can come and swear and curse the Sahaba in this manner here because of one idea created by hypocrites and enemies of Islam? Those who follow the, these teachings are following the teachings of the enemies of Islam. And that is why we have to speak about the Sahaba in order to to actually keep them quiet, to make sure that they will never spread the poisonous ideas of the enemies of Allah and the enemies of Islam. That is why it is important that we take this and protect our own deen in this way. Sayyidina Hassan radiallahu then supported his father in his khilafat. And then unfortunately, due to the strife in the ummah, on one side within the ummah now, those who, who, who felt the need to settle the affairs of the Ummah by choosing Khilafah and, make, and ensuring the Khilafah first stands and thereafter follow uh, the retribution and take retaliation against the murderers of Sayyidina Uthman. Sayyidina Muawiyah on the other hand was on the other hand of the view that first let us tackle and those who murdered Sayyidina Uthman and then we decide as a shura what should occur when in choosing a Khilafah because of this this led to many civil wars the Battle of Jamal and the Battle of Sifin however it is unfortunate that in this year again between the Sahaba and between Sayyidina Ali and Muawiyah there was always a need for them they always had the discussion for unity however whenever there is a third party involved when those of hypocrisy and the evil intentions they will always ensure that no form of peace will ever occur in the Ummah. It is because of their evil and because of that that prevented the coming together of Sayyidina Ali and Muawiyah radiallahu anhu. As a result of these, Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu, at the point of coming towards peace with Sayyidina Muawiyah radiallahu anhu, the unfortunate event occurred at the, of the assassination of Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu and the shahadat of Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu. A person by the name of Ibn Muljim assassinated Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu with a fatal strike on the 17th of Ramadan, 40 years after Hijrah. Then in this year, Sayyidina, after this year, Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu advised that, that in terms of choosing the Khilafah, that I leave you like how Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa without appointing a khalifa. If Allah desires good for you, He will unite you on the best. And He will unite you with the best after Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Therefore, after the demise of Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu, Sayyidina Hassan, people pledged their allegiance to Sayyidina Hassan radiallahu anhu. The public swore their allegiance to Sayyidina Hassan radiallahu anhu in Ramadan 40 AH. The people who had been Hijaz and other parts of the Muslim world came under his rule. And from there he began his role as the Khalifa. He, he organized government workers, appointed commanders, recruited troops and distributed stipends. 
He increased the salary of the Mujahideen, adding 100 for each, which won their approval. With this outstanding character in political, military, moral, and religious matters, Sayyidina, Sayyidina Hassan radiallahu could have launched an uncompromising war against Sayyidina Muawiyah He could have assist, been assisted by prominent figures and capable Muslim leaders, but rather he was inclined towards truth, peace, and reconciliation. He wanted to avoid bloodshed and unite the ummah at all costs. He thought what was with Allah and expressed the, his lack of interest in worldly power. What Khalid al-Ghayf mentions Sayyidina Hassan's reconciliation with Muawiyah and spreading, sparing the blood of the Muslims is like Sayyidina Uthman radiallahu anhu collecting the Qur'an and Sayyidina Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu's fighting apostasy. In this period of time, Sayyidina Hassan radiallahu anhu met with Sayyidina Muawiyah radiallahu anhu to discuss reconciliation and unite the ummah. As after much de- deliberation and discussion, finally Sayyidina Hassan radiallahu anhu met with Sayyidina Muawiyah radiallahu anhu at a place in, called Nukhailah and concluded a peace treaty. Sayyidina Hassan radiallahu anhu handed the reins of Khilafah to Sayyidina Muawiyah radiallahu anhu, after which the latter requested him to inform the people of the decision. Sayyidina Hassan radiallahu anhu ascended the member, praised and glorified Allah, and said that the highest level of wisdom is piety, and the lowest level of stupidity is immorality. As for this matter concerning which Muawiyah and I differed, it was either my right that I have given up for to Muawiyah for the well-being of the ummah, so as to spare their blood, or it was a right to which others, someone other than me was entitled so that I didn't, did that. I do not know whether perhaps it is a trial for you and enjoyment for a while. The reconciliation is one of the signs, this reconciliation that took place was one of the signs of Nabuwa, as was foretold by Rasulullah which we mentioned at the first, at the beginning, that two groups will be united because of Sayyidina Hassan radiallahu anhu, this was the prophecy of Rasulullah being fulfilled. From this year, we learned that even with Sayyidina Muawiyah radiallahu anhu, then too Sayyidina Hassan radiallahu anhu maintained reverence and respect for the leadership of Sayyidina, Hassan, Sayyidina Muawiyah radiallahu anhu and did not allow any form of animosity to occur. What often the Shia will give the idea that there was an animosity between Muawiyah radiallahu anhu and the Ahlul Bayt and the family of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa He was the appointed Khalifa. However, for the sake of unity, his Khilafat only lasted for seven months. However, for the sake of unity, Sayyidina, Sayyidina Hassan radiallahu anhu then ensured that through reconciliation, for the betterment and to avoid bloodshed in the Ummah, Sayyidina Hassan radiallahu anhu ensured that the Ummah would remain strong. However, because of coming onto this idea of peace and unity, those hypocrites again with the idea of spreading mischief and corruption in Ummah made attempted assassinations. On a couple of occasions, he was poisoned, Sayyidina Hassan radiallahu anhu. However, the last, in the last years of his life, he was poisoned and unfortunately one of the aspects of the Shia is again they blame Sayyidina Muawiyah radiallahu anhu. They blame the wife of Sayyidina Hassan radiallahu anhu, Ja'da bint al-Ash'af, that they were responsible for poisoning Sayyidina Hassan. 
Sayyidina Hassan radiallahu himself did not know and in the view of Shia if, they were, if the family of Rasulullah had that ability of prophets because the idea of the, of the Shia is that the, the family or, or rather the family or the Imams are infallible. They have ideas or rather the idea is that the, they have uh, the, the, the premonition of knowing what was going to happen in the future. To those extent, those were their beliefs. Sayyidina Hassan radiallahu had no knowledge of this even, of who his own, who were the culprits, were involved in his murder and in his assassination and in his shahadat. Then how is it possible that we can ever put blame on Sayyidina Muawiyah radiallahu anhu? As a result of this poisoning, he passed away around the 50th after hijra, 50 years after hijrah at the age of 47. Sayyidina Sa'id ibn al-As, the governor of Medina, led the Salatul Janazah at the request of Sayyidina Hussein radiallahu anhu. Sayyidina Hassan radiallahu was buried in Jannatul Baqi. And Sayyidina Musawwir mentions, I saw Sayyidina Abu Huraira standing at the door of the masjid of Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa on the day Hassan radiallahu anhu passed away. He was crying and announced at the top of his voice, O oh people, today the beloved of Rasulullah passed away. So weep and cry. Sayyidina Hassan radiallahu departed from this world as a shaheed, a martyr as a result of treachery and betrayal. The ummah, however, will still remain forever indebted to this great Sayyid and leader and grandson of Rasulullah who carried the banner of unity. He set an exceptional example to be emulated throughout the ages. He renounced worldly leadership and will be rewarded with leadership in a far better place. Rasulullah stated, Hassan and Hussein are the leaders of the youth of Jannah. Often we hear this in our khutbat, in the Jummah khutbah, Sayyida Shababi Ahlul Jannah al Hassan wal Hussein, that Sayyidina Hassan and Hussein are the leaders of the youth of Jannah. This year is considered mutawatir, continuous transmission of this hadith. It comes from via 17 Sahaba, which makes this hadith a, a strong and authentic hadith. And therefore it tells us of the noble virtues of this great Sahaba radiallahu anhum. What we need to be aware of is that we must continuously be mention the fadail and the merits and the khidmat and the services of Sahaba radiallahu anhum to this ummah in this way here. Yeah and mention the love that Sahaba had amongst themselves and the love that we must display for this unity of the Ummah that kept this Ummah strong, that kept the Deen strong, that today, Alhamdulillah, Deen has reached us in the, the perfect manner. It came down to, to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. May Allah protect us from the fitnas of the time and the age. May Allah increase within us the love of the Sahaba Ikram radiallahu anhum and make it as a means of our ajr in the akhirah and raise us on the day of Qiyamah with them and make it a means of us going into Jannah and entering to Jannah with them. Wa akhir da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.